Welcome back, everybody, to This Is My Burn Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me, as he always is, because that's just the kind of guy that he is. It is your friendly neighborhood whiskey mutant, Eric. Hey, man. With with great power comes um, the choice whether to be a good guy or a bad guy. (laughs) There's no responsibility. Just F stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you got two options here, all right? You can knock over old ladies walking home with their groceries, or you can be the guy who helps the old lady up, okay? Look, ain't no in-between. Ain't no in-between. You're either you going to be a badass flying around or you're going to rescue cats, okay? <laughs> Figure it out. Oh, man. I, it, I'd say it's been a while, but it really hasn't. No, it hasn't. <laughs> we've, we've been on kind of a staggered uh, recording schedule this week uh, in preparation for This Is My Bourbon Weekend happening yes. at the end of the month. End of the month. I'm doing this um, for you. Guy, you guys listening and watching because I want to be off the whole almost the whole week yeah. that weekend. So, in order to be off, I have to record a different day this week. So, so I want to I want to make sure that everybody knows as well too. Um, <clears throat> we've got this week and next week uh, regular content, regular episodes, uh, and then the week of the meetup, uh, there will be no new episode. Uh, there will be no. I'll pro- we'll probably still do like Patreon bonus stuff, just because that's that's the deal. Yeah. Um, but as as far as like a new episode goes, um, we're gonna be yeah, we're gonna Prepping. be taking that week off just because it, it's it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be us trying to fit in a bunch of last minute stuff, uh, just to make sure that that weekend is as solid and good to go as it can be i Mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna say this up top too so that i don't forget if you have been on the fence about coming to the weekend we have one vip ticket that has just opened up um and we're kind of down not downgrading but kind of rearranging things so that vip is just one umbrella term uh, for because it seems like you know the the VIP portion of things, uh, separate from VIP plus, uh, didn't quite. I, I, I'm gonna just gonna be honest. It didn't pan out the way that we thought it was going to. Right. Um, so we're we kind of get more options, and I think yeah. people just wanted a straightforward thing. Yeah, so. and and we've we've learned from that. We will uh, we'll alter that for the future um, as well. I, I think you know we. I'm, I'm, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. We did get extra ambitious with this year's, uh, this year's <laughs> thing. And so, you know, the, the idea is always, of course, we're trying to grow. We're trying to make it bigger. But I think that we kind of lost some of that along the way. Um, so I, I don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. But I do just want to say um, it, it, we're figuring this out along the way, just kind of mm-hmm. like everybody else is. Um, so, uh, if, if that ticket hasn't sold already, uh, it is still available. Right. Um, right, right now as of recording. Right now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I think I'm just going to take down the, the VIP. <laughs> Might as well. And just bump it all into the, the general bump admission it in, stuff. baby. Yeah. Yeah. All the, so. uh, all the details of everything you get are on the Eventbrite link, which is posted pretty much everywhere. 
Um, a quick rundown. Basically, VIP includes you come in on Friday. And there's a whole thing going on Friday where me and Perry are preparing a tasting for everybody. Then um, we're going to hang out and do bottle share. we got a nice little VIP area set up for everybody. that like It's not going to be cramped in like a little suite like last year. Like It's actually an open spot where you can talk and share. We're going to hang out in there. We're going to go over to Sedonia Tap House again and have dinner together. And then we're going to come back for more bottle share. And then we're going to record that week's uh, Patreon content. Um, and you guys can be a part of that. I mean, there's no rules to this. There's no like, yeah. oh, there's yeah. we're planning this. <laughs> like, it's basically we're setting up the mics and we're going to do pours from the floor or sampling or irresistible, whatever you want to do. We'll have extra mics set up. You can hop on. We'll do pregame chats as well, just like always. And so that's everything on Friday. Everything will be going on to like midnight Friday. Then yep. Saturday, you'll have a little bit of free time in the morning, afternoon, if you want to adventure out to Frankfurt, or even if you get up early enough, you can go to Bardstown. But then your main thing for VIP is going to be a tasting slash probably some pairings with mm-hmm. Peggy herself that she is catering. We're going to be there helping set it up, but she's going to be leading this. This is her thing. We are just there to assist her. So it's going to be you getting to hang out with Peggy before the main show. And then the main mm-hmm. show starts and you've already got your ticket included in your VIP. So you don't have to worry about that. And you also still have access to that VIP area. So if you want to hang out in there until the show starts and then after the show, you can go back there. But you'll have your show ticket. You'll get a free drink on us. We're going to have dinner. Uh, It's more appetizers, but we got enough this year, I think, to where it'll be a good, healthy portion for everybody. Um, uh, And then live show. And then we'll hang out. And then we'll go back to the VIP and we'll kick it for the rest of the night. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're kind of doing the, uh, <laughs> we're, we're doing the rundown of everything that's coming up, uh, with the live show and the meetup and everything early. Um, but I, I think that, you know, we're at a point where it only makes sense for us to just talk about it, uh, yeah. more and more. Um, I just realized something too. I'll talk to you about this after we're done. Uh, but it involves the, uh, the tasting on Friday night. Okay. My brain just connected. It, it there were neurons that fired and connected in <laughs> a way that they last night. that were not firing last night when we were having conversations about <laughs> what we needed to uh, do. Uh, I, I was I was severely overwhelmed. I'll I'll just straight up say it um, last night because I just was like I, I I've had a bajillion different things going on uh, over the past couple of weeks and. Um, as we started to kind of talk about the planning of it all out loud to each other, uh, I, I very quickly had to say, you're not going to have an anxiety attack right now. <laughs> I won't let you. And it, and it was fine. It was fine. Uh, and a big, a big part of that too, was Eric just going, we need to figure this out. And I was like, you know what? You're right. We need to do yeah. this right this second. It's the little details where we've had the, we've had everything planned and reserved and set up. And now it's like the fine tuning where it's like, all right, we got to yeah. decide between this or that. Now we can't like keep putting that off. So yeah. Yep. We just wanna we just wanna have everything as good and as laid back and as fun as possible for everybody. Yeah. So we stress so you don't have to. Exactly. Is the, the gist of it. Uh so we stress so you don't talk about us behind our backs. 
a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no there's no like Reddit forum or internet yeah. chat group or whatever where they're like, can you believe how everything sucked this year at this moment? Uh, <laughs> those ten bit boys, those ten bit boys have really fallen off. Uh, let's over review the- <laughs> this group's meetup. All right, let's. <laughs> we rank uh, your top. 10 bourbon content creator meetups. (laughs) I hate it so much. That makes me sad. (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad to think about. But uh, hey, if you want to make me not sad, you can head over to social media. Follow me at my bourbon pod and at Whiskey Mutant for Eric. Uh, We're all over the place. Like Eric said, to the links for the tickets for the live show and the meetup are in our social medias. You also uh, can find the hotel link. Uh, there as well. You can send us an email to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, thoughts, whatever you may be thinking, uh, and you want to get it across to us because we love to hear from you. It makes we us do. makes us happy, it makes us smile. Uh, what else do we do? You can uh, find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, plenty of cool stuff up there. Uh, and if you want to get a t-shirt just in time for say you don't have a My Bourbon Weekend t-shirt yet. Yeah. It's up there. You can grab one. There you go. For get, it. get it. Uh, you can if you would like to uh, compete with our reigning champion <laughs> of uh, barrel <laughs> rings. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 859 428 8 Wait. 859-428- 8 Two, five, three. Okay, there we go. I was trying to do it better so that on the delay it didn't work as or didn't oh. fail as bad, but it just didn't work at all. Eight five nine four two eight eight two five three. Eight two five three. <laughs> when we're on the delay uh, over Zoom, we don't quite uh, match we up the way that. It. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Um, but imagine trying to yeah. record an album during the pandemic over Zoom like no, some bands did. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, that's when you got to have really, really good musicians who just know their parts super, super yeah. well. I'm um, actually look, looking at a bottle that's in the tasting right now, and I want to open it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that one that you told me about last night? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the heck else? Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. Uh, it is so helpful to us if you can't support the show on Patreon. Uh, it's a great way to bump us up in the uh, charts for people who are looking for bourbon podcasts. And speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month for as little as five dollars a month. There is so much bur- bourbon extra content. There's everything content it's, over it's there. It's late. Baby. It's late, y'all. <laughs> It's it's late and it's Eric, late it, for us. It's late for us, exactly. We're old um, dads. We don't we don't stay out like we used to. No, we definitely do not. It's late for us. Hmm. So extra podcast content. Um, we had a really fun pours from the floor this week. A little bit different approach. Also had a really great pregame chats. Yeah. Um, where you learn a little bit of embarrassing information about me and yeah, Eric. A little that's um, the stuff you get on Patreon. You learn a little bit about us every week. Stuff that I haven't talked about in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff so that's that. Thank you all so much for supporting us as always. And thank you for uh being here and listening. Uh it means uh the absolute world to us. 
And uh, I don't think I say that enough at the top of the episodes. I think it kind of gets buried towards the end. Um, Thank you. But yes. It's time for sips and snacks. You know, this is the part of the episode where we either do a flying blind, where we blind each other, or we do a sips and snacks where we pair something. And I'm still on, what am I trying to say? My mind is still kind of blown from last week when I found out I locked Jim Beam White Label with water in it. (laughs) I've been been thinking about it almost every day. (laughs) And I was like, thinking of stuff to pair, and I was like, what? There was something about the ice and the water when I smelled the Jim Beam that brought out this caramel, caramel, whatever you want to say, no. And I was like, what's something that I wish... I can improve on. And I thought of a Twix bar because, what is it? That's just so good with yeah, the water in it. I haven't had it yet. I, um, I, sorry, I just, I wanted to add a little bit and just kind of prep my palate it, for yeah. it. But it, it's, it shouldn't be as good as it is. I, I'm, I'm continuously surprised by how much a couple splashes or a couple drops of water improves Jim Beam White Label. And I mean, like we said last the week. The nose just is the bomb. I mean, it's like a caramel yeah, bomb. Yeah. And like we said last week, you know, it's it's not that Jim Beam White Label is bad by no. any means. It's just we wanted to explore what the best <laughs> option was for drinking it. Oh and God, so that nose, man. It's just ridiculous. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that good. Oh my! Oh, okay, I already know this pairing's going to be great. I even taste a little chocolate now. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to amplify the Twix bar. Like I was like, I want a Twix bar that's like less cookie, more caramel, caramel yeah. filling. And I was like, let's do that. Let's see if the Twix bar and the water Jim Beam can go together. Which uh, which Twix did you get? The left. I got the right. Put them all together. Wait, I don't know. I We're mirrored on <laughs> on Zoom. So, you ever do that thing where you do this, where you put your fingers in there and you make the little wiener? Oh, I haven't done that in years. And your eyes go out of focus. <laughs> that's what. That's what it's like trying to like line something up over Zoom. <laughs> that's so funny. All right, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do a little swirl here inside, then I'll do a pour over after I bit into it. Oh, dude, when you go back for it, and then the cookie gets soaked in there, I want to pour over so I don't spill. Okay, mm, okay. Here's a question I have for you mm-hmm. that I think most people who listen to the show probably are curious about an answer to. What is your best tip for avoiding spillage with a pour over? Treating it almost like it's a dropper. Like taking taking the glen. Definitely don't try to do a pour over with a rocks glass. You got to have a smaller opening. And it's just like don't try to pour it directly. Like, you got to give a little bit of, like, room in between, like, the glen and the snack. Yeah. And then you just let it drop. 
Or if you've had too much to drink sometimes like me, then it just <laughs> becomes a mess and it's just bad. But I will say, don't feel bad if you try to do a pour over on like a little candy bar and then you spill it all over the place because they're just not meant to be poured over sometimes. Now, when you got a big old cake or something like that, that can like, like absorb and catch everything, then you're good. But it, it does take a couple of years of practice to pour over on little things. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Because you only pour over on big things, right? Yeah. Right, right, Eric? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sorry, I got choked up a little bit. Yeah, sure. We're you talking did. about big things. Uh-huh. Let me just say, what I really like about this particular pairing, and maybe it's just the fact that we're doing this with uh, any kind of liquid and twix at all yeah is that it really softens up the caramel yeah that's my my biggest issue with twix is that the caramel is so it's so thick it just like it's not conducive to enjoying a candy bar yeah so i i just i like the fact that it gives it a little bit more of an ease to enjoy one of the few things i don't like that when it's thick yeah. Right. Other stuff, though? All about it. Just a little mm. When that cookie just gets a little bit of the bourbon on it, too, mm. and it kind of like, yeah. You're so right, dude. I think it has to have that splash of water yeah. with it. I think it complements each other very mm-hmm. well. Because you're taking a bourbon that you've already, like, opened up. Mm-hmm. And given the opportunity to just kind of show itself. Yep. And then you're just adding it onto an already great candy bar. So. There you go. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10, baby. That's my grading scale. Hey, Eric. Yes. Now, I know that this episode is actually coming out the week after Derby. Yes. So I'm going to ask a different question. Okay. Than what we normally right. ask during this segment. Uh, what do you anticipate that you will be drinking on Derby Day this year? Um, well, I'm going to flip it back on you and reverse it. And I'm going to... <laughs> Missy Elliott, man. Illuminati. That's the second uh, week in a row that we've referenced. I love that song, though. Damn, I never... Um, so I, one of the other reasons like we can't, can't record this weekend is because I will be in Indianapolis with my oh, daughter yeah, that's, that's right. at Sorry. a volleyball tournament. So I might watch the derby on my phone, but whatever I take will have to be probably brought in my, you know, my little travel kit and stuff like that. So Perry, you tell me what I'm going to be drinking and you pick something or two or three for me to have that I can partake in on Derby Day since I will not be at my house. All right. I'm going to give you three pours. Okay. All of them leaning into the skid or turning into the skid, whatever. You're leaning into it. Leaning in. Lean. First one. Your choice of Blanton's. 
because it's got a horsey on it. Okay, I probably get it that. It could be rare. straight from. It could be straight from the barrel. Um. Okay, I'll think about that. Okay. Second. Okay. The official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby, Woodford Reserve. Okay. But double oak, double double, whatever. Something different. Not just okay. the regular Woodford. All I've got is a double oak pick. Go do it. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. And three. I've switched up my fingers multiple times. Um, I know. It's kind of freaking me out. I was like, did I imagine that or is, <laughs> is he doing that? Three. Trace. Because for some reason they also were associated with the Derby in Churchill Downs. Uh-huh. Um, Old Forester. Okay. I can do that. Does it matter which one? No. Dealer's choice. Ooh, Dealer's I- choice for all three. I just wanted to give you the baseline product to work with there. Okay. Okay. Blanton's, Woodford, and Old Forester. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll yeah. figure it out. So I'll you report, could I'll report back. You could do the My Daily Bourbon Blanton's I don't pick. I want to do anything. Oh yeah, the one that uh, actually yeah, guys, if you're listening, um, there is. I posted this before, but uh, My Daily Bourbon did a Blanton's pick, and we uh, we did like this Marvel topper thing. It has like Deadpool head on it, and he kind of kept it like. He kind of kept it like to just our little group, but now he's got to push some other stuff. So if um, I was trying to help him out, and if you know anybody or you want one, uh, send a DM to his Instagram at my daily bourbon and just ask about the Deadpool Blanton's pick. Um, he's still got a few of those left and he really needs to get rid of them. He does. He He's going to be moving soon. Yeah, he's got he's got like some cases he's got to get rid of, and he said that it, anything that you guys have seen him post about, if you want a sample or you want to finish the bottle for him to message him, he's trying to like downsize his stuff, and so send him a message um, on Instagram. He doesn't have Facebook. At uh, my daily got, bourbon, it's it's his. Facebook. It's not his logo anymore on Instagram. It's a picture of him. Yeah, it's him. You can see his face. Um, but he does that, he does have the blue check mark though. Yeah. He made sure that we know he's a real person and that Instagram knows he's a real person. And so they verified him. They did like this face scan and stuff, and it's yep. really expensive, but it was worth every penny. Um I heard his engagements went up fifteen percent since then. Um but yeah, the Deadpool pick, go for it. Slide into those DMs. Seriously, no joke. Mm. So I had some cookie crumbs left in the bottom of oh. my glass, and that was really nice. So I'll nice ask you the same same question, Pear Bear. What will you be drinking? Where will you be? What are you doing? So I am going to be at my mother-in-law's house. She is uh, throwing a derby party this year. We are Lucy and I are in charge of the uh, the mint julep and Pim's cups bar. Oh, okay. Um, so I probably will not be partaking in a mint julep because those things are far too sugary and I don't like them. <laughs> so what I will probably be doing is a mint old-fashioned. Okay. So basically everything's the same. 
uh, except you might have a mint simple syrup or, you know, if you're somebody who muddles uh, in the bottom of the glass, I don't encourage it. But if that's somebody that you do or somebody that if you are somebody who does that, if you like to muddle people, <laughs> I encourage you to do it Yeah, in your uh, private home. Anyway, don't muddle people in public. Yeah, that's an at home kind of thing. Yeah. What? What? Mint julep is what? Just mint leaves, sugar, and uh, a whiskey? I think it's, yeah. But you have to like, they do muddle the the sugar and the muddle, mint with the, yeah. Yeah. You have to do all just, that work. Just not a big fan. Just buy you know, that Maker's Mark one. Or Old Forester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have one, too. Mm-hmm. And they both use that, like, mint green color. Yeah, they really do. It's really yeah. strange. Um, so, yeah, I will probably have some kind of mint old-fashioned. Uh, what if you took a peppermint and you crushed it in there and that was your sugar cube? Ugh. <laughs> what? I don't know. I feel like it's just going to taste like toothpaste and bourbon. I mean... Isn't that what mint and bourbon tastes like? I guess so. It depends on the kind of mint. Like peppermint and spearmint are two different things. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you they are. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know which is which. One's a gum and one's a candy. Right? Yes, Grease. <laughs> what if you took what if you took the what if you took the peppermint candy and you put it on a spoon and you lit it like you're doing like like I'm doing meth? Yeah. And yeah. you melted it down and then you put it in the cup and then you mixed it. I I'll just make everybody call me the one who knocks. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. Um so what are you using in this mint old fashioned? Well, I, probably a well, okay, if I'm making the mint juleps. Uh, I am probably going to be using something cheaper, something that is lower proof because it's going to be a lot of people who are not bourbon connoisseurs. Basil Hayden. Too expensive. Uh, (laughs) Good chance that I'll wind up using Jim Beam for those. Uh, If not Beam, maybe Makers. Uh, I don't know. Depends on what my budget is for it. Uh, But as far as the... The old-fashioned side of things go, uh, especially since I'm mostly going to be making those for myself or really anybody who you know kind of requests it. Uh, I will probably go with Turkey 101, um, something like that, just yeah. a little, little higher proof. But yeah. truth be told, on Derby Day, all I want to do is just drink bourbon. <laughs> all I want to <laughs> do is drink bourbon. <laughs> I might, you know what? It, depending on where the bar is, if the bar's set up outside, uh, I might even smoke a cigar. Is it supposed to rain again? Frick, is it? <laughs> it's rained Derby Day like every every year for the past forever. There's a fifty percent chance of rain on Saturday. <laughs> hmm. Maybe it won't rain then. I don't know. There's a fifty percent. It's a coin toss. It won't. <laughs> it it's not not going to rain. If you say that there's a fifty percent chance that it won't do the thing that you don't want to happen right does that make you a glass half full or a glass half empty type of person hmm (laughs) i think if i think if you're on the pot if you 
if you if you're if you're going to a party, say you were invited to a horrible derby party, and you're like, and it was outside, it's planned outside, and you're like, I, this thing has to rain, like it has to rain out. I do not want to go to this thing, and you're like, there's a fifty percent chance it's going to rain. So I think you're a glass half full in that because you're positive about it, but you're also being a pessimist about the actual event. But like you're looking all, on. It's all the, about your personal self yeah, when it comes yeah, to yeah. this. Yeah. You got to look inside and what do you want? Do you want to not go to the party or do you want to go to the party? Okay. That's There's fair. a 50% chance this person's going to pass out before nine o'clock. There's a, there's a coin toss chance that I won't have to go to it. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I, I I kind of figured that was going to be what the answer was. <laughs> you got to look inside and figure it I out. Was, for yourself. I was just curious. I was curious. Um, I don't really have anything planned for this week, um, other than the the <laughs> the norm. The, the well, the sips and snacks and our review, um, right. and then just our little derby talk that we had. Yeah. Um. Talk so derby this is. To me. <laughs> So this, on it. So this is going to be a slightly shorter episode um, for everybody. But last week, uh, I was it on the main episode or was it on the pregame chats that you said that you bought Old Forester eighty six proof. Uh, I think it was the main because I, I think it was too. I was just saying I um. I paired it with 91 Days Anime on uh, yeah, Anime yeah, Monday yeah. two yeah, weeks ago. You're right. Uh, so I figured after I gave Eric crap for that, uh, the <laughs> best thing to do was put my money where my mouth is uh, and actually review it. So <laughs> the little gonna... blue label, Old Forester. I kept I kept seeing the blue label and thinking I've bought the wrong one. Because I'm so used to buying the uh, orange the label. Orange. Yeah. What the is it? Yeah. It's Old Forster. Not not reserve. I don't know. Something I else. I, can't. I just call it the hundred proof. Yeah. Because um, it's not even like bottled in bond, right? No, it's not. It's just a hundred proof Old Forster. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. But and then I said when we were talking when we were going to do this, I was like, we don't really talk about Old Forester that we much. really don't, we really don't. And truth be told, I mean they're not they're not my favorite bourbon distiller. I mean they they have a handful of products that I really like, and for the most part, it's things that I am just not that crazy about. With that in mind, though. It's been a long time since I've I've ventured into trying their base <laughs> standard yeah. offering. So kind of keeping with the theme that we've had over the past couple of weeks of reaching back for something that we haven't had in a while. Uh, this is a good opportunity to, you know, re- revisit old haunts, I suppose, yeah. and, and give this one a fighting chance. So uh, $25 a bottle, 86 proof. Uh, non-age stated, but I think that it's probably about four to six years old. Um, kind of keeping in tradition with with most Brown Foreman products. Uh, that's about how old they are. Yeah. Um, something like 
the uh, the Whiskey Row series from Old Forester, I think, reaches a little bit higher than that. I think they get a, a closer to like seven or eight years old. Of course, Old Forester birthday bourbon is going to be 10, 11, 12 years old. Uh, have they done a nine-year-old birthday bourbon? I feel like they might have. I feel like that might be the lowest if they have. Yeah. How how old are the president's ones? Oh, dude, I, I don't have enough experience with those to... I don't either. ...to really I know. Think, I um, think that might be one reason, like... Like, I think we get in our head with Old Forester that we know the 1920 and the 1910 and all that stuff, like... You know, they're always on the shelf. They're they're ready to go. And then you know about birthday bourbon. And then the president's choice is pretty much, you know, pretty much gift sh- gift shop or online only when they yeah. do the raffles. They don't really have like, you know, and I, we've, I've got plenty of the picks, the barrel proof picks and stuff like that. But they don't really have that like, that like Elijah Craig barrel proof that comes out every like couple of months. You know what I mean? Like they don't really have like that offering that you're like, Oh, it's time for the new batch of old Forester barrel proof or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I, I completely understand what you're saying. I, I think because they do fall under the Brown Foreman brand. I really hit the B on that one. Brand. Brand. Brown Foreman brand. Brown Foreman brand. The B um, B B. Because they fall under that umbrella. You kind of have the opportunity. And and I, I know what you're saying. This this is purely me just kind of thinking about the products that Brown Foreman makes. Right? If we're considering the Jack Daniels and the Woodford Reserve of it all, they do still have, you know, pretty consistent special releases that kind of take the place of the old Forester yeah. ones, you know? Um, Woodford has their master's collection or their like, batch proof and all that yeah kind of stuff, stuff like that um you know jack is always doing these these special releases whether yeah. they're in 375s or right. whether it's the you know uh koi hill it, it, it there's always something to kind of look forward to but i i think you're right that there's not a consistent product that comes out on a on a regular basis for for old forester or a a brown foreman brand that is just one product label. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, and and but with that in mind though, there aren't a lot of distilleries that do that kind of release in the way that Heaven Hill does. That's true. You know. That's true. I, I mean, it, the closest that we could point a finger towards is Buffalo Trace with the Stag Junior releases. But even then, that's like one a year anymore, and yeah. they're not nearly as well distributed as Elijah Craig and Larceny Barrel Proofs right. are. No, I, you're right. Um, and, you know, neither does, you know, neither does like, what was I going to say, like Wild Turkey. Like, I mean, we, yeah. get like, we get like Russell's 13, and we get the Master's Keep, and neither does Four Roses. You get the Four Roses LE, and... That's and then you get random single barrels and stuff. So I don't know. I guess, I guess as that as of just a brand, like I I tend to not think of Old Forester a lot, other than yeah. like if I see a pick or something. So I, 
I I was in Frankfurt today for work. And on my lunch break, I I went to go grab the 86 proof bottle. And I was like, this is a good opportunity to kind of find some of the smaller stores yeah. in Frankfurt, see what they might have to offer. Setting myself up for failure, honestly. <laughs> um, but the, the, the store where I bought this bottle had uh, Russell's 13. Ooh, how much was it? $400. Oh. Huh. And sitting next to it was Elijah Craig Barrel Proof A123 for one forty. Oh no! Or maybe it, maybe it was even more than that. I can't remember for sure. Why? Uh, Why? It, it was it was heartbreaking. And then of course, like a couple shelves below it, there were multiple bottles of Weller Twelve. <laughs> and I was like, so that's probably what like two fifty. And the guy behind the counter was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Wow. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it should no, be this predictable no. at this point. Yeah. All right. Old Forcer right. 86 proof. Old Forcer 86 proof. On the nose. I honestly really enjoy the nose. It's not bad. This. No. It's a it is mainly brown sugar and banana. I was gonna say it is a very like Almost like a banana, like a banana nut bread where it's like a hint of yeah. banana, but it is kind of bakery stuff like cinnamon and baking yeah. spices. Yeah, yeah. And then like you can tell there's some banana in there. Dude, after last week's episode when we paired the Bep with the, the cookie, yeah, I just, I'm so in the mood to go to Disney now. Oh, it's God. just, it's killing me, man. Oh. Killing me. I want to go to Disney so bad. We need a we need that family trip. Yeah, we really do. It and it is cool that and I know it's only like six points, but like it's eighty six proof. It's not yeah. like they didn't go straight up and say we're doing eighty proof. Or well, and eighty six like proof is it's it's a much more I feel like historic proof than eighty is. Um, you look at a lot of the you know vintage labels and yeah. You know, Old Forester says they are the oldest continually running distillery, bourbon distillery in America. Uh, and, you know, 86 is what they kind of hang their hat on. Uh, but. Yeah, I like the nose on this, man. I don't know if it's that little extra proof that gets it a little kick, but I enjoy the nose. I, I do get some of those watered down bourbon notes on the nose, though. The ones you know like, that are. Yeah, hey, like this is uh, under ninety proof. Yeah, yeah, like like wet oak mm -hmm. kind of thing. It it's like you took oak chips and you dropped them into a glass of water. I think is what I kind of. Speaking of oak chips, I uh, our friend uh, listener of the show Mike Green. He uh, oh yeah, I saw him. Shout out. Uh, yeah, shout out Mike. Saw him at the ball field and he had got a shirt from me and then he had also commented one on one of the posts when we were talking about the chips if you wanted the kentucky gentleman that we put the oh, chips yeah, in. oh yeah 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 so i got him his sample of kentucky gentleman and he said the first sip he goes this is actually not bad and then <laughs> and then as i was typing like 
<laughs> as I was typing, like it probably had set in the bottle another like month before I gave him a sample. He goes, hold up. And then he goes, the second sip is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I about that bottle, dude. It's still here it's... and the chips are still, I've never, I've just oh, poured a no. sample out. They're just sitting there. Yeah, well, that's something that's got to be at the meetup now, too. Oh, yeah. For it for looks people like to try. oil. Show me, yeah, show me. A, can you? Is it close yeah, enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> that is gnarly looking. Oh no! <laughs> Still good. Yeah. That's brutal. I think, I think we owe Don a. Uh, sample of it too so don you Probably. will pour straight from the bottle at the meetup we'll bring this aren't we you like finish this up Ugh. <laughs> it looks like a coffee liqueur yeah <laughs> all right all right shall we shall we cheers cheers thank you thank you one of the things about this that i every time i've had it is it kind of does the opposite of stuff I like. I like when something has a strong finish. This kind of gets a little a little bit up front, but then the finish is weird and and not much there. It's like it's first of all, it's very fruity. It up is front. very fruity. It is a but sweet but it's but it's a like fruit punch fruit by the foot kind yeah, of like, it's like artificial it's fruit like gummy sugar. gummy yeah. based candy sweet yeah and it i don't i don't like that part of it it just doesn't taste like very authentic bourbon i'm really digging a hole for myself i am so sorry everybody um but there's something about it that just tastes artificial to me. Um, so when I did the pairing on with this, I I did a my Anime Monday was an anime that I've talked about before, ninety one days, which I thought was an anime for somebody that liked whiskey that maybe never drank, never watched anime. And I did as I was sipping on this and thinking of what I was going to do for my video. I wanted to use this as like a bourbon or a whiskey for somebody who maybe never drinks whiskey or whatever. And I think that that might be an approachable note to some people that maybe they aren't used to what we're used to. I'm not ne yeah. necessarily saying it's what we like, but maybe that little, that artificial taste, uh, that sweet taste up front would help them maybe try some whiskey. But other than that, yeah, it's a very basic bourbon on the palate. Um, I wish that it tasted more like it smelt. I can, I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> there, the, the darkness that is present on the nose is just completely lost on the palate. Um, Going back to what you were saying earlier, too, it, it, the, that finish is so short, but it's weird. Like it, it leaves like yeah. a yeah, 
like a fake sugar aftertaste mm-hmm. on my tongue. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I'm just not crazy about it. Maybe I'll make the mint juleps with this. I was going to say, make the mint juleps with that. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll put it to, to good use, for should sure. We add, should we, I mean, should we add a little drop of water to it? See what happens? I guess we should, now that this is our, I feel like our we have new to, thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think as far as like the person listening to us right now that listens every week and is has everything, I think they kind of know what they're getting into if they go by Old Forester eighty six proof. Yeah, but on the off chance that it's somebody that has <laughs> never listened to the not. show before, uh, you know, this is for you as well. All, okay, so it's gotten rid of the dark notes. It's all like bright. the brown. The brown sugar like, is completely gone. It's it's now just banana runts. I was gonna say a banana peel. I'm not mad at this so far. I dude, it it smells exactly like runts. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's more candy banana. Hmm. Banana chippy bag. Uh-uh. Tastes like toast. It tastes like toast with no topping. Yeah, just just lightly buttered, unsalted, unsalted buttered toast. Yeah. I think no, I like that, that this one better. <laughs> I think I like this one better without the water. I agree. I agree. Hmm. Um, I do like the nose on both of these, though. I just, I, you know, I I feel like I'm not I, mad I, at it. I'll I'll be honest. For I'm what not it is. mad at it. I just am like disappointed. <laughs> I didn't I'm not realize mad at you, son. I'm just I, disappointed. I didn't realize what was coming out of my mouth until I heard it as I was saying it. Um, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm not mad, son. I'm just disappointed. Signature. That, that hurts worse, Dad. Wait, isn't the hundred proof called signature? I don't know. No, yeah, I don't know. Somebody Probably. yell at your iPod and let us know. Yes, it is stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Um, sorry, my bourbon knowledge. <laughs> Kind of, I have it, but like as soon as I sit in front of a microphone, it's like, kind of farts out the window. Anyway. Signature 100 proof whiskey. Yeah, I was right. Hey. There you go. I can recall things every now and then. I wish I had that to compare because I feel like. I definitely don't have any more. I haven't had a bottle in a while. I haven't either. I just used the last of my um, Old Forster Rye the other day to make an old fashioned. Oh. I freaking love Old Forester Rye, man. Yeah. Are we going to throw that into the Perry's Daily Drinker Rye adventure? If you take the if you take the uh, limit of barrel strength, because you said barrel strength. Yeah, I know. If you take barrel strength out. out. We got time. We get this. This it's we this whole forever. new thing. So we only talked about it on Patreon this week for the pregame chats. I think it was, or maybe it was the 
Maybe it was Porsche on the floor. Yeah. It was Porsche on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um I I need to find a cast strength daily drinker rye. And so we're gonna kind of be going on a bonus episode journey with that. Yeah. Uh probably post meetup live yeah. show. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Just you know, because we got a hundred thousand things going on right right now and i'm gonna be trying to help perry figure out what his you know his rye his go-to rye is i think i have more rye than perry does you definitely do yeah so we got to get perry a, a rye that he keeps on a shelf basically is what yeah. we're trying to say yeah um i don't I don't like this that much. <laughs> uh, I think I, I like and, it a little think, more than you. I think you do too. I think my my I, biggest the, issue this is the funky nerds effect right now. Oh, it one hundred percent is. It one hundred percent is. This is me liking the weird candy, artificial stuff more than you do, which yeah. is a lot of times what happens. So I'm okay with that though. What what I think is potentially like getting me in trouble with this as far as like my opinions go is just that I, I lean so hard anymore into higher proof cast strength bourbons Yeah, that when I drink this, it, it's so thin, but at the same time within that thinness, there are flavor notes that I don't like. Right. So I think if if I have to truly defend myself, <laughs> you don't have to defend yourself at all. I know, but you know, it's my opinion on the podcast, I guess. But I, I just, it's not my favorite. It's it's not my favorite. Um, <clears throat> if you're if you're looking for a good inoffensive mixer, this is probably it. Yeah, I think it has its. Pur- I think it has its purposes too. I think it's going to be good for like a. a well, hold on, let me test this here. I got a little bit of Coke Zero here um, while we're doing this, but I think it'd be good for that. I think it'd be good for somebody who to have around to give to somebody that wants to try some bourbon neat that won't be too offensive to them. Yeah, gets them a little bit of higher proof, other than you know the eighty proof stuff. Makes a good, a good Coke Zero and bourbon. There you go. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 that fruity stuff. It's like putting syrup, you know, syrup, extra syrup in a Coke Zero, like a fruit syrup. I'm not bad at that. Okay. Well, but there you we go. Gotta score it. Yeah. On the neat factor. <sighs> neat without anything added to it. Uh, that's how we typically score things each category is, well, I'm doing a really bad job of explaining this. Eric, do you want to take over? <laughs> um, Yeah, we... Uh, I never had to do this. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so when we review something, uh, we do nose, palate, finish, and price. Uh, we score it a one out of five. Um, then we basically add up... Um, is that right? One out of five? Yes. Well... It the score is out of five. We don't automatically give everything a one out of five. No, and so everything that we score is four out of twenty. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm conf- I'm not good at this. I was caught off guard. That's fine. Do, I'm sorry. We do nose palate, 
finish and price. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Each category is out of five. Final score is out of 20. Um, what do you think about the nose on this one, man? The nose, best part about it. I think it's, once again, and I, I know I, I know I do like it a little bit more, but I'm trying my best to not, to look at like the good things in each kind of bottle that we review. I know sometimes yeah. I get very picky, like, Oh, when the expense, I think when the expensive stuff comes out and we review that, it's okay to be a little bit more picky just because of the price. But who's pickier between the two of us? You or me? I don't know. I think sometimes I'm more picky than sometimes you are more picky. I think you get more picky when it's when it's like ultra premium do you think that yeah yes i feel like i get more picky with tasting notes yeah and that is what i really get hung up on a lot not necessarily like the broad picture of it all yeah like the little things that i like or dislike about it yeah. I think that's where I get more picky. I think you are a little more picky when it comes to price. True. Yeah, I think. I so. think. I think you are more willing get, to give I it get, a lower I get score defensive on price. when things are like this should be five dollars less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a fair. I think that's um, a fair assessment. But I will say, like, I think back of when I first started trying to like know when I said I wanted to do this. I want to like learn how to nose and taste notes and stuff. And I th I smell this and I'm like, I think back then I could have said, oh, this is like, you know, a muffin or a banana muffin or something. I think the nose is the best part about it because it has those little hints of cinnamon and a little bit of banana. And it's something that you can practice with if you're learning to nose and get notes and stuff for the first time. Yeah. So yeah, nose is the best thing. I think for the the all the all experience of the nose, I think it's a three point five for me. I there are parts of this nose that I just straight up do not like. Um, I I think that it it goes a little bit bitter smelling on the nose, um. And and just like that kind of fakey banana note as well is something that I am not super in tune with. It's not something that I truly enjoy. I two point five. All right. What is that fake banana? What is that thing that's not I, a real I, banana? No, there's I, like an actual fruit that's like a uh, well bananas. No, or something else. It's called something else. It's like a meringue or no. Plant, what plantains? Plantain. What the heck is a plantain? That's a it's, fake banana, it, right? It's a fruit or it's a banana-esque fruit. It's a fruit trying right. to be a banana. But it's do a you fake know this ass banana? Do you know this thing about banana flavoring? No. So bananas that we have now like like the actual fruit banana. Yeah. Is not the the original flavored banana. It was a flavor that was cultivated and um, uh, like chemically altered to be more um, more appeasing to oh. the masses. Okay. So the banana 
candy flavor, that artificial banana flavor, that is actually the original flavor of bananas. Oh. They based that flavor on what bananas used to taste like. Okay. So you're not actually tasting like an off-the-tree what if what if Fireball is actually what whiskey used to taste like, and that's the original flavor? Then I say we're living in the golden age of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're much better off than those poor saps back then. Could you imagine, uh, like, E.H. Taylor going to his deathbed over Fireball taste and bottled and bond whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> that's the hill that he decided to die on was a oh. cinnamon heavy whiskey uh, that was being altered by by bartenders it was and by they were yeah, making exactly. it appealing to people they wanted to the people it's like flavored medicine okay <laughs> oh All that's right, a, that's a really funny that's um back to our uh <laughs> that's our, our, our prohibition movie yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um palette for me is it's a two uh i actually gave it a two as well i think um i think there's a little bit there not a lot yeah. it's it's quick up front and then it's gone and i will give the finish a 1.5 because mm -hmm. it it i don't like the finish on this and i usually I love when something maybe isn't as good on the palette up front and then you get a big finish and it just, it didn't do it for me on the finish either. But, yeah. you know, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, price, $25. Um, I'm okay with the I'm price. I'm okay with the price, but I think that there are just better products out there for roughly the same. For oh, yeah. $2, for $2 less, you can get Benchmark Foolproof. You can get Turkey 101 for the you same price. You can get price. Turkey 101 for the same price, exactly. Like, yeah. it's just, I I think that this, <laughs> I don't mean for this to sound as bad as it does, but, like, this is kind of a last resort <laughs> bourbon for me. Well, I think, well, that, but you know what? I'm going to spend that because I feel like, oh, for, that's something you would find if you were in, like, say you're traveling. And you, there's no like real liquor stores around. You got to run it somewhere. This might be sitting on the shelf. You know, they may not have Turkey 101, you know, somewhere, or yep. they may not have something decent. This may, this might be on a random bar that only sells vodka stuff. Yeah. And this is your last resort. That's actually a good point. Like, I'd say you will see this probably more than some of your other cheap, you know, you're not going to see like probably a benchmark somewhere or you're going to not see like a JTS Brown or just one of those cheaper bourbons. So that I, I'll spin that around. I think you may see it more often. Yeah. You know? There's always um, those times you're traveling. You're like, fuck, like I, I ain't got anything else to choose from right now. 2.5. Uh, that's the same thing I put. I was, uh, I'm at a 9.5. I think I'm at an 8.5. So, yeah, I'm at, a, I'm at an 8.5. So, so it's I not, think, it's not really a recommend for me personally, based on my flavor profile or the, the flavors that I go for. Um, but I don't think that it is without its place. Yeah. No, you know, I agree. I, I think there's plenty to be enjoyed about this for somebody who is especially uh, 
a either a newer bourbon drinker or a bourbon drinker who just likes sweeter flavors. Um, yeah. This is just, you know, when we do these particular reviews, um, well, just any review. I mean, it's all subjective. It's all mm-hmm. just based on what we what we like and what we Maybe don't like. Maybe you've had every other Old Forester, 19 whatever, 1879 whatever, and you've never tried this. I'd say you go get it and try it. Complete the collection. Let this be your Pokemon. This a this is a Pokemon-y bourbon. Artificial flavor. I choose you. The ghost of Brown Forest. <laughs> George, I choose you. George Gavin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this is gonna go in a bunch of uh, mint juleps. Hey. I saved sure. you. I saved you time having to find something the day of. You already got it, baby. That you did, Edward. And I still stand by my pairing with ninety-one days. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any problem with that either. I think that you. So. Yeah, you. You gave a very well-educated pairing there. Yeah. Yeah. So, well done, sir. Even though you gave me hell about it, you redeemed yourself. I've found my way back to the. <laughs> path of the jedi (laughs) i was leaning towards dark i've traveled the gray and now i'm back (laughs) do you have any high proof hot takes high proof hot takes uh i had one um people who uh it's not it's I, i can easily avoid this but it aggravates me when I see it. If you still can't get yourself to use the self-checkout by now, get help. If I see if I see the self-checkout line just normal and the one register person is open and you have literally a can of pickles, a jar of pickles, and you're waiting in a huge line f- and you have one thing in your hand and you're not using the self-checkout, stop it. Get some help. I don't know. I've seen You're holding so, up the whole line. I've seen so many people. Okay, I get it. If you're at a grocery store and they have a person scanning stuff and a bag person and all that, you've got a week's worth of groceries here. I ain't putting a week's worth of groceries in the self checkout. Oh no! Honestly, not. I do. I do. We do online, and we just go pick it up. But if you're in the store and you've got to get a bunch of stuff, yeah, it's easier to have somebody. But if you're running in the store and you just need like you forgot the pickles, you're making burgers and you need some pickles, or you forgot the lettuce, and you get in the line with one item and don't go in the self checkout, what are you doing? I almost want to stop and go, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I almost want to offer, hey. What is your major malfunction? (laughs) Do you want to add that one item to my three items and I will help you here? I almost (laughs) want to do that. I'd love to see, for for that, like, say you go into the the grocery store and you got like a pocket tee on. Yeah. And you just pop your, like you start recording on your phone and you just got your pocket with your phone in it. It just got video going. I just want you to like 
Go. Do you want me to get that for you? Like, like just hidden, one. hidden cam all oh. the way. And it's not even. Oh, sorry. Time out. I'm not trying to sound bad. It's not even old people who maybe they don't get self che- self checkout. It's like people my age, maybe people younger. Like, don't. There's a reason there's a self checkout. We can do it ourselves. It's not restricted to one particular age. No, I don't get it. I don't get it. I've I've been noticing that lately, and I'm like, what is going on? So yes, if you have less than ten items or whatever, just use the self checkout. <laughs> Give the people bagging and doing stuff a break. They're already doing the two cartfuls already. So, I know that's a weird high proof hot take, but. It's kind of been on my mind. I get it. It's just those things. We're all guilty of it. I'm not saying we're all perfect. There's little things we notice when we're out and about that just aggravate us. Well, okay. On that note of little things that aggravate me, but you know, it's not necessarily a little thing because it could be potentially very dangerous. Um, What are you doing, cat? My cat's over there too. Minnie, what are you doing? Cats have been fighting today. This is the part of the video where, like, you just see the cat just pounce on your face, and you're like, ah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so what's been aggravating you? What's been aggravating me? Sorry, I I don't know if it's just me or if I'm the only one who's felt this way or noticed it recently, and I. Maybe it's just a, you know, the more I drive, the older I get, the more I pay attention to it. Or maybe it's something that's only really happened since the pandemic. But when you are clearly going too fast down the road and say you have a green light or you don't have a stop sign, but there is somebody at a parallel or an intersection, excuse me, who is stopped and they can see you coming and going faster, you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Like you're going way too fast for them to peel out in front of you, or not even you, peel out. Like some people will just do the eh, here we just go, just barely eke out, just barely <laughs> snail crawl that their way to me out when in I'm front on the way of you. to your house. All it the is time. the dumbest thing, and I don't. If you are so unaware of your surroundings. You don't need to be driving. Just straight up. You are a danger to everybody else. It is a hazard to everybody else's safety, including your own. And you are causing nothing but headache for everybody around you. What if there's too many cars nearby and you can't quickly merge over so you don't get in a wreck? What if you're going too fast and you can't slow down enough in enough time? (laughs) To not hit the person in the back. Like, it's just so dumb. And I think this is a larger, like, high-proof hot take. But I just feel like people have gotten so stupid about driving (laughs) since the pandemic. I don't don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just everybody became self-obsessed or (laughs) there were all these other things. Like, we just forgot how to drive. And, like... I said this at the beginning. I said this on day one of lockdown. 
that the pandemic was a great time for us to all have to do a mandatory online driving course so we could refresh ourselves, me included. Like, I would be more than happy to do it if it meant that other people were also going to do it and then increase the safety of those around them. <laughs> to do an online driving course to refresh everybody on just how to function at a four-way stop or what it means <laughs> when you get to a roundabout or just, you know, who has the right-of-way. Just just simple stuff, simple stuff that has completely gone out the window with drivers. Anyway, don't pull out into the end of the road. <laughs> if you see somebody who is coming at you that is clearly going way too fast for your car to then be in front of them. Don't do it. It's stupid. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible thing to do. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> That's a good one. Anyway. Tips and bits. <laughs> tips and bits. Anyway, um, tips and bits. Um, I think I think it's due time to do just a quick a quick thought about this season of Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll start. Go for it. Um, I enjoyed this season because it felt very. I'm not trying to. It felt very adventurous to me. It was like there was just fun stuff happening a lot. Um, I was, I'm very invested in like the rebuilding of um, the Mandalorian, you know, uh, people and culture. Um, I think if you watch Clone Wars and you kind of see those episodes of everything they went through, and the um, you know, the night of um, a thousand tears is that what it's called? Night of a thousand tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that. You kind of see stuff in Clone Wars with uh, Bo Katan. I think it did a great. I was happy that this was very Mandalorian focused. Um, I do feel like some of the episodes could could have been combined. Um, some of them. They could, probably could have added another episode about a whole other adventure or something. Um, there was one, me and Perry had talked about this. Um, I usually love like kind of the side stories that happen, but the one episode that has half of the episode with our um, old uh, Empire agents who are, you know, pretty much starting part of the New Order and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Those two actors, to me, I oh, like they were aggravating. Like, I just didn't get it. And then I thought maybe that that would be more on, they would develop more of that on later, which they kind of did. But you see, like, the one character, like, for a split second, and then she's not in it anymore. So, I don't know. That was one of my gripes. Um my other gripe was not Grogu's robot mech. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. And I, I said, that's, it. I said, that is the smartest toy move ever. Cause oh, I want 100%. the toy hundred percent. The, and, and then spoiler alert, sorry, he doesn't keep the suit. Something happens to it, you know, whatever. Um, we'll do spoilers here in a second, but, the only thing that aggravated me was that freaking yes no button. Oh, I, I loved said, that. No. Oh, I loved it. Yes. It was okay at once. But when it was like, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, we gotta stop. 
and I said, Grogu, you train with Luke Skywalker, get your ass out of that robot and start doing something. And then they pretty much did. But I was over the yes, no. I love him being in the robot. I did not like the yes, no. Um, let me let but, me ask you this: How old do you think Yoda was when he first started speaking? Because Grogu, like Grogu be. is like three hundred years old, and they still I, treat him like he is a, an infant. That's the one thing I I kept saying. I was I am ready for Grogu to be a talking, walking person or creature. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, let's just go ahead and spoil this a little bit. Um, overall, I thought it was a decent season. I I definitely the, don't think it's as finale, strong as the first two. The finale was great. Best thing of it. Finale is so best good. thing of it. Um, Grogu should have been speaking by the end of the season. He he's babbling. Took, he's cooing. He should have took the oath. It shouldn't have been... He should have taken the oath, and he should have said his first word should have been, "This is the way." Exactly, that's what I said. He should be talking and doing more stuff, and they could have at least ended it with him doing that. I think yeah. that would have been eleven out of ten way to end yeah. it. Uh, not taking away from the battle with when all the Mandalore when Bo when Bo Katan comes flying through and she pulls out the dark saber and is leading a, a flying. Oh, that group was so of Mandalorians, good, dude. dude! I about cried and splooged everywhere at the same time. I mean, that's how you just made me that. look directly into the, my into my light. <laughs> I'm here. just being honest. Yeah, um, but no, but I think over- that was some of the most visually appealing and entertaining Star Wars that we've had maybe since the um. That um oh shoot sorry when Holdo um in the last Jedi oh my light, god um I know I know light light speed jumped their ship uh-huh. into the first order yeah cruiser yeah uh-huh. um which is I I know that the last Jedi is not a perfect movie it is one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars it's whatever really good it is I don't care so what says. freaking good. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies, and it is some of the most visually spectacular. Using Star Wars speed as a weapon was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And and I I hate that I don't know. This is a conversation for a different time. Yeah, I did a whole People podcast. Get mad at us. They're like, get it over. <laughs> yeah, us. I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> we'll we'll come back to that eventually, but I I think overall this season was. Probably like a C plus B minus. I would say B minus. You know, definitely. I, I, yeah. Like I and and this is from somebody who like I enjoyed every single episode. Like week to week, I thought it, it was consistently very good. I thought it had its highs, it had its lows, but it was it was largely just a a a, a good season of of television. Yeah, didn't it seem like the other seasons? Had more weight to them, yes. As opposed to this, yeah. Well, I, yes, yes, and no, um, no, because like this, this was such a a pivotal portion 
of the Mandalorian story. It's true. Yeah. Um, that it, it kind of felt like the culmination of everything, but at the uh, at the same time, <clears throat> yeah, I I agree with you. It, it's yeah, there's just something. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Um, but I am excited about what's to come with all the other series. And actually, tomorrow, apparently, we get the new season of Visions, our anime Star Wars. Oh, yes. Vision season two. Thank goodness. I, uh, I'm so excited for that <clears throat> to come back. We're supposed to be getting a second season of Tales of the Jedi as well, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposed to be. I can't wait for that either. Um, I've got one other thing for tips I and bits. I got one I'd... other things too. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, mine's quick. It's a TikTok page. It's uh, okay. It's a uh, SB mowing. SB mowing. Okay. And it's just this guy who <laughs> he owns a mowing business, but he will he does the thing where he helps people and he films it, which. I feel oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I if you guy. make, I feel like if you if you make content that like will bring in some money and you give that back to the people, okay, film it. If you are in the drive, this is probably another hot take. If you're in the drive-through somewhere or on the corner and you give somebody fifty cents and film it and go, look what I did. Yeah, get out of here. But yeah. like, if you raise like this guy will basically he has a mowing business, has all his equipment, and he will find people who looks like their house maybe. He's a little rundown. They can't like clean up their sidewalk and all that. And he will go do it and he will do it like in time lapse. So you see him actually like clean up this like really yeah. bad. And it's just so enjoyable to watch. It's so satisfying. It's satisfying. And then this one guy was like, uh, he was like a veteran and like he was trying to pay his bills and he, uh, made a GoFundMe for him, and the people that follow his page all donated, and he was able to pay his electric bill and all this stuff for it, and it shows him giving him the money. Um, it's great, but just looking at the videos he makes, like it's just so satisfying seeing him like do the edging and cleaning up like the sidewalk, and he blow, you know, has his oh, blower. So you and he blows do him. know what edging means. No, I'm talking about hedging. I'm not talking. This guy does. This is not an OnlyFans page. When I want hedging, I go to OnlyFans. When I want just a good heartfelt mowing video that's satisfying, I go to SB Mowing on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Completely good. different thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. You got me. <laughs> I caught you. you caught got you red-handed. Yeah, red-handed. I'll tell you about red hands. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm hedging. <laughs> You're stopping and going, bro. You just, you know. Yeah. So I am not big on uh, rewatch <laughs> podcast. Pause. Stop. I'm gonna clip <laughs> that. I'm gonna clip that. <laughs> I am not big, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use it in one of my videos. You just wait. It's coming up. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, I'm not a, I'm gen, generally not a fan of rewatch podcasts. Okay. So like Office Ladies, um, I think the Always Sunny podcast is uh, kind of separate from that because it's the the three of the four main characters. 
Yeah. Uh, on the show. I've listened There's, to the Office Ladies because April listens to that. And I don't like it. When they have the other guests on there and they talk about the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. But I I really couldn't make it past the first couple of episodes because it, yeah. it, it felt like they were just trying too hard. And I think that's what, what bugs me the most about those is that they they don't have a good like podcast presence. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But I think that it's it's a level of like not knowing how to be genuine or genuine within that space, I think is probably a better way of saying that. Yeah. Um, but the, the one that I have latched onto, there's been one and I've enjoyed it so much. And I think it's because I grew up with this show and it still holds like a, like a fun special place in my heart. It's the three main characters, three main actors from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. <laughs> they have a podcast. They have a podcast. It's called Ned's oh, Declassified wow. Podcast Survival Guide. And they're they're doing a rewatch of the show, which, I mean, I have not watched an episode of since I was in high school. Um, and the majority of because they're they're three very close friends yeah you know um and they've stayed in touch over the years and everything and so much of it is really just them kind of like talking about their life experiences post neds yeah and like just you know it, it's really fascinating like Lindsay shaw who played moe's um is a recovering addict who was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder as well. And so just like hearing her journey is super interesting too. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. And I think it's because like the show is almost secondary to Nes Declassified School Survival Guide is secondary to the actual conversations that they're having yeah. um, about their lives and everything. And, um, you know, I, I like real conversation. I like honest conversation that, yeah, as I opposed agree. to just kind of like only talking about like, here's how all the production of it was yeah. and like kind of trying to like relive the good old days too. Like it's not, it's not that it's, it's three friends who, you know, have such fond memories of producing the show, but they've also had the chance to grow up yeah. together and I get it respect and admire the fan base and everything and not trying to like create this cash grab yeah. around it i guess so um i don't know it, it's it, maybe it's because i have a lot of nostalgia for <laughs> for no, the original I, show too. i think it, i think it's just like what we what i enjoy is when you get to know somebody you either grew up with or listen to or a comedian and you listen to the conversations and they just talk about normal stuff with another it's it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like how how Andrew Santino with whiskey ginger like mm -hmm. it yeah they they pour a little bourbon they don't like do tasting notes or anything they pour a little bourbon if the person drinks and then they talk about pretty much growing up or something like that like it's don't not talk like about they, my mother don't talk about my mother I'm is Bobby, beautiful. I'm Bobby Mama. I'm a body mother. I'm, I'm Bobby, Bobby Mama. <laughs> I'm Bobby Mom. 
Um, but, um, but it's like that. Yeah. You just like to hear like people that you don't cancel watch. us. No, don't. <laughs> we're quoting. <laughs> we're, we're literally quoting Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's fun just to listen to people. It's <laughs> just so funny. He's not even making fun of her race. He's just making fun of like, <laughs> I'm Bobby mom. I'm Bobby mother. <laughs> I'm a body uh, mother. <laughs> and then Sorry. the one where his dad's like, Bobby no like shit. They're so mean to each other. It's so good. It's, it's so good. But it's just it's just listening to people you watch or admire or they entertain you, but they're just talking about their lives. Yeah. I, I and it's think fun to hear that. I, what, what I get kind of hung up on in, in a lot of these instances is, <laughs> excuse me. I've talked about this with Lucy before, but like major celebrities having podcasts like yeah. podcasting was always this like grassroots movement with people who, you know, and and I know that there's this like notion of it being like, oh, it's just three white dudes sitting together with a microphone, drinking beer and, you know, talking about sports and boobs and whatever. But like there there is still, I think, this like really beautiful thing about it of like trying to give a voice to people who might not have one otherwise. Yeah. Right. And in a lot of cases, cele- celebrity podcasts are so so boring and so masturbatory. Like they're, they're, it's just to show that how great they are and all these connections that they've had and everything. Instead of like really digging into personal connections yeah you know like actually representing who they are as a person behind the entertainer side of things that to me is infinitely more entertaining and infinitely more um accessible than listening to it i don't know if she would ever do this but i'm just trying to use a um a particularly famous celebrity at this moment like if taylor swift ever did a podcast you know, I think it would yeah. be unlistenable. <laughs> yeah. And it's her. She's the problem. It's her. <laughs> I get it. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. Um, but I'm also rewatching the show along with it. Uh, I, it's so funny, man. I forgot how funny that show is. It's on Paramount Plus. Uh, if you have it, also High Proof Hot Take. Paramount Plus is the worst streaming service platform. It is it. absolute hot garbage. I pay $4.99 um, for it a month and I hate it. I hate every second of like <laughs> trying to operate within so bad. that system. But it has all of those nostalgia. Like uh, I, I was more of a Nickelodeon kid than I was uh, Disney. Yeah. But, or I mean, I was Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. But... Um, yeah, all of those those Nickelodeon shows that I grew up on and have a lot of nostalgia for. Um, Pete and Pete. Penis Pete? Oh, is that where that comes from? Is that the origin of Pete and Pete? Pete watched uh, Pete and Pete. Yeah, that's all I could. He watched <laughs> one episode, the the uh, the episode where... Um, he just misunderstood it. 
where uh, Artie, the strongest man in the world, um, eats barbecue chicken perfectly. You watch that episode over and over. <laughs> and he makes the little like That's... bone figure with it. See, I when I think about like early <clears throat> or early um, Nickelodeon for me, we're getting into an entirely different podcast. I basically point. have a petunia tattoo on here. All you really do, yeah. 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 But like, um, yeah, like Doug, Kablam, Kablam, all that. The Amanda Show. Um, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, Ah Real Monsters, Legends, um, Figure It Out, um, Double Dare. Do do you have it? Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. Like, that's that's the kind of nickel. I mean, even like into SpongeBob and um, I still love SpongeBob, man. It's just still just. I should dress like Doug for the meetup. Oh, I haven't figured out my outfit yet. I got mine, baby. I'm coming all. It's. You it's coming all that, night long? Is that what you're about well, to say? I'm coming out, but like, no. I got, I, I will say I got green pants. Nice. Yeah. I, I got to figure out what I could wear so that I could go sit in with the old folks band again. Uh, well, if you're um, watching the video version of this, you are seeing that we uh, have had some network connection issues uh, and we are not able to record the rest of the video portion of the show. However, I think that we're pretty much at the end of the episode. So, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Eric, take us home. Why don't take you? Take us home. Take <laughs> us home. Country road where we don't have the internet. But most people who listen to this do have the internet. And they go over to patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show. And at $5, you get all the bonus content. You get pours from the floor. You get Sampler Irresistible. You get The Last Call, which just went out, which I myself need to listen to because I heard Perry did a badass job of editing that and showing what happened to me and how <laughs> I came back to life. Um, but yes, oh, patreon.com. You know what I slash, forgot? What? Dude, we, I, I forgot about um, the barrel rings. Oh. Let's save it. Let's save it for next week when things right, are barrel rings next week. Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Or maybe we'll jump on like a bonus thing or something. But yeah, barrel rings is a segment that we do where you call in and you leave a voicemail and we reply back to you. And you're basically the third co the third host on the show. And currently Bill Robarge from Wisconsin is the reigning champion because he keeps calling in and doing it. But you know what number he uses? He Eight, uses five the nine. Four, two, eight, two, eight, eight, eight two, two, five, three, five, three. Incredible. Eight, five, nine, four, two, eight, eight, two, five, three. Call that number, leave a voicemail, and we will play you on the air. And then maybe you'll wear a t-shirt from This My Bourbon Podcast, which you can go over to This My Bourbon Shop. Sorry, I did that wrong again. Bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can get some designs. Um, We may have a new design up for the meetup. Stay tuned for that. Um, But if you just want to get a shirt before you come to hang out with us, bourbonshop.threadless.com. If you want to send us an email, ask us a question, ask us to review something, whatever, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Then go over to social media and you can follow the show 
at my bourbon pod on all social media. Send us a DM anytime you want to connect with us. You can follow me at Whiskey Mutant doing pairings. You can follow Perry at Peter 1792. And then I want you to go to any place that gives reviews, it gives comments, any place that you can follow, subscribe, do all the things, tell people about us, jump in on that. And that's yeah, pretty yeah. much it. Once again, if you want to come see us and hang out with us, the uh, meetup live show with Peggy No Stevens is coming up in about two weeks when you listen to this. The link for live tickets um, is in the description. It's on our social media. We want to hang out. We want to chill. We want to party. We want, we want to do all that for you. So that's it, I think. That's it. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, sticking with us, uh, uh, even through technical difficulties. At least it was at the end of the episode. You know? Um, yeah, just uh, we're technical, we're difficult, we're like your high school girlfriend, <laughs> but you stuck it out, and you know what? Maybe you left town and she stayed, and you know, or maybe you had a kid with her and you still live in the same town and you love them the same. That's, that's what This My Burden podcast is. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I can say, though, is that uh, we, we thank you guys so much uh, for thank listening. Uh, it means the world to us, of course, uh, and we will see you real soon. But until next time, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is My Bourbon Podcast. See you. See you.